2 Timothy chapter number 1, I just want to challenge you quickly tonight. And I love church. I, I like being in services where it's evident that God's presence is there. I like uh, services where uh, there's tears that are flowing once in a while. There's a little bit of motion that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I love it. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the Spirit of the Lord. 1 Timothy chapter number 1, just want to challenge you um, for just a minute tonight. Um, I'm thankful, when I think about my life, I'm thankful I had a godly mom and dad. Um, I'm thankful that my parents were the type of parents that didn't just go to church and then leave it at church. But they lived it at home. I'm thankful for that. Thankful I had a mom that even when I was away from the Lord, I, I never forget coming home and mom would be in the kitchen or in the living room praying for, for me. And uh, man, I'm thankful for that. Thankful that my parents, I uh, grew up with parents that loved church. There wasn't a question if we went to church, and I'm not here to beat you up. I know, listen, I'm for family time, you know me, I'm all for that. But I'm thankful for my, my parents, it wasn't a question. Like, if church was open for us, that's just where we were, even when I didn't like it. Um, that's just where we, what we did. And there was times where I didn't like it, and they made me go anyways. And I look back, and I'm thankful for it now. Um, and I don't know about you, but I, I think about my life. I'm not old. I'm 42. I know that's young. I'm a baby. Some of y'all are saying, you're old, okay? That's not old. That's getting younger every day. The older I get, the more I think about um, for my life, I want to leave something behind. I want to leave, leave an impact on some people. First people that I want to leave an impact on is my, my wife and my daughter. My first ministry. Let me just say to you as parents, your first ministry is your family. If you lose your family, I know, I've known preachers that lost their families. Listen, I, I'd give this place up tonight. Give up every platform I'll preach on this next year for my family. And I hope you have that type of heart tonight. Man, our families, listen, they've got to be our heartbeat. I believe so goes the family, so goes the church, so goes the church, so goes our country. It's about time, I'm just being honest with you, that as parents and as Christians and as believers, man, that we start leading in the way in our homes that God has intended us to lead. doesn't mean that all of our kids will turn out perfect, but here, we should try to do everything that we can here on this earth. In our text here, we hear about Paul writing to a young man named Timothy. And he reminds him of the godly heritage that Timothy had. And I just want to give us five quick reminders, and they're going to be quick. Things that I think we all should pass down if we're saved by the grace of God. Look at verse number one of 2 Timothy. Paul is writing from a Roman prison cell, as he so often did. And he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. It's amazing to me, uh, before we've been working this, that Paul's sitting in a, a prison cell and how he's still, but he thinks about the grace. He thinks about the peace. He thinks about the love of God. And look what he says in verse number 3 to Timothy. I thank God whom I serve, notice these words, from my forefathers or my ancestors, with a pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. 
greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I might be filled with joy. Paul says this, he says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned or the sincere faith that is in thee, and notice this, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lewis and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and has called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in Jesus Christ before the world began. I mean, a couple of things that I just noticed, and I want to just challenge us to pass on to our kids. And you know, don't you like, I like things that have been passed on to me. I've got a couple things. I've got a couple guns that have been passed down to me. My mom and her um, new husband, my daddy passed away. Uh, they bought just Saturday a 1950 Chevy that is clean as a whistle. And I already, I know, this is how fleshly I am. As soon as she sent it, I'm saying, like, that's going to me, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's, that's my first thought, you know. You're spending my inheritance, at least leave me the truck, okay? You know, I look, I, I like those things, though, that in all sincerity that, that have been passed down. I have a Bible that was uh, my dad's. And it's kind of cool to go through and to look through the notes in it. It's passed down to me. I mean, some other things um, like that, some books and different things that I hold very dear to me um, that were my father's. All of us, we like that. But you know there's some things bigger than a truck or a gun or something like that, finances that we, I mean, we ought to desire to pass down. The first thing that I think of as I read this text straight from the Scriptures, and by the way, let me just say, this is, so, this is like basic for us, but we need to get back to some of this. The first thing is we need to pass down to our, kid, the prom, our kids to the promise of life. I mean, the promise of life. I mean, our kids ought to see that the Christian life and being saved by the grace of God is the greatest life in the world. It is not a drag to serve the Lord. Listen, I, I want to encourage you, I mean, when as you bring your family to church, I'm thankful that for our family, my mom and my parents, it was always like this. It wasn't, oh, church again. Oh, church again. I'm thankful I had parents that said, oh, man, it's church again. I mean, we get to go worship our Savior. Man, we get to go get the help that we need. Man, we get to go to that place where the man of God is going to open the word of God and he's going to feed the flock of God. And we're going to get exactly what we need from his word. We need to pass that down. Listen, we're losing a generation. If y'all haven't figured it out, man, if you look around in our world right now, we have lost our ever-loving minds. It don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Right? And I think sometimes if we're careful, if we're not careful, we start blaming the world. We start blaming what's, you know, it's easy to pass the buck to the world. I propose to you that the reason we're seeing a lot of what we've seen is because a lot of us, myself included, sometimes we've got one foot in and one foot out. Man, our kids don't believe that it's real to us. Can I just tell you this? Man, when you're with your family, man, make sure that, listen, they see that this Christian life that we've chosen to follow Jesus, it's real to us, man. Listen, we were on our way to hell and now we're on our way to heaven. We were blind, but now we see. Prayer shouldn't just be something our family see when we're at church. Man, it should be part of who we are. Is everybody, listen, I want to just encourage you, pass that out. Man, isn't that an awesome thing we can all pass on to our children? 
Man, this thing about Jesus redeeming us and saving us and giving us grace, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for his grace. I know who I am tonight. See, after we've been saved for a little while, we forget that no matter if we grew up in church or we got saved out of the worst situation you can think of, it was the same grace and we were all headed to the same place. And it's good for us every once in a while to go back to remember who we were for just a minute. And the fact that, listen, he knows everything about you. And you've heard me say it. Listen, he knows everything that's in here. He knows everything that's in there. But can I just remind you, he loves you anyway. He saved you anyways. He cares about you anyway. We need to pass it on to the next generation. The second thing that I notice in our text is not, not only the promise of life, but he passes down the powerful prayer. Listen, Paul and Timothy, if you read uh, Paul's writings, prayer was a priority in his life. And man, if you don't have, you feel like, Jake, I don't have anything to pray for. If you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, if you're part of this church, you've got something to pray for. Man, we ought to be praying for these babies every day. And and I'm thankful for them. I don't believe all hope's gone. I hear doomsdayers, oh, we're we're in a mess, and America's going to hell in a handbasket, and there's no hope. Hey, I got some news for you tonight. God is still on the throne. Somebody better help me preach tonight. Nothing that happens in this world surprises him. He is sovereign, and we are here for such a time as this. These are great days to serve the Lord. These are great days to raise the family. These are the good old days. You know why? It's the only days we have. And I just want to encourage you to be people of prayer. See, we talk a lot about prayer, but I wonder how many of us actually pray. I mean, I wonder how many of us actually have a time daily. Not rub-a-dub-dub, thank you for the grub, okay? I know we, we do that, okay? But I'm talking where we actually go in the presence of God and say, God, I need you. God, I need your help today. Like, raising a kid is hard. Amen? Being married. Don't say amen here, guys. I don't want you to get in trouble. But what's reality? It's hard. Two sinners living together in the same house. Selfish. We're selfish. We fight over stupid stuff. There's problems. We need prayer. I mean, pass that down. One of some of the sweetest times we've had as a family, I'm just being very transparent with you, has been around this altar. Well, preacher, I don't show me an altar in the New Testament. I can't, but I'll show you this. Some of the sweetest times we've ever had has been around it weeping. Quentin, you know what I'm talking about. And with your family here and here in your your family pray together. It's a shame that, I'm, just, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's a shame that some of our kids have never hold, hold us as dads pray. Man, I want my daughter more to remember, more than my preaching, more than, man, the stuff that I buy her. Is, man, when we were going through it, man, dad would get on his knees and he would pray with us at the altar. And, man, we'd have tears in that private altar at home. And that family, listen, bad things are going to come into your life. Have y'all figured that out? Cancer is going to come into somebody in your family, somebody you know. There's going to be death in your family. There's going to be heartache and disappointment in your family. Don't wait till you're in emergency mode to start praying. I want to encourage you to do it daily and pass that down to your family. Let me give you these last three real quick. Pass down the promise of life. Pass down the priority of prayer. Verse number four, pass down the position of joy. Man, our families, especially our young couples, I want to encourage you with this, man. Live lives of joy. If you're saved tonight, listen, there's no reason to be walking around with a poochie lip disease. If heaven's your home, listen, if you've been saved by the grace of God and you live in America, are y'all hearing me tonight? And you're living in America, you've got some, God's been good to you. You've got something to thank Him for tonight. Be a joyful person. Don't be, and I have a whole sermon on this. Your home, y'all listen to me. Your home can either be heaven on earth or hell on earth. You're the ones that determine it. Have it be a place of joy, a place of love, a place of grace place of forgiveness, place of Christ-likeness, place of realness, 
a place of being vulnerable, a place of saying, hey, I'm not perfect. We said it this morning, a place where we hear these words, I'm sorry, once in a while. Man, a place of joy, it can be happy. Your home doesn't have to be miserable. It can be happy, passed down. Man, a position of joy. Man, verse number five, it talks about this unfeigned faith and sincere faith. Passed down a passionate faith. Man, I, I can't wait someday to be able to tell my grandkids if, if, if that ever happens. Man, I can't wait to tell them one day. I remember when we used to have like 17 people on a Sunday night, but there was a group of people that loved Jesus, and we, used, we started praying together, and God built a great church in the middle of nowhere because of great faith of God's people. You see, sometimes we don't even think of those things. I want to think of that type of thing. I want to see God do something in my life and in this place, and he already has so big that only he can get the credit, and I want to be able to pass that on to the next generation. Oh, you're, you're able to build buildings debt-free in the middle of a terrible economy. Oh, you're able to see almost 50 people baptized. When, is everybody tracking me? I want, I, want, I want to be able to pass something on to that, our generation. Those stories don't just have to be in the past. We can have great faith now. Believe that. Let's pass that on to our kids. Let's leave something for them. Let's see God do something because of our faith. Man, not only does it pass down a passionate faith, look at verses 6 and 7. Wherefore I put thee, and notice this word, in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by putting on my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Man, it's a, he's passing down, lastly, a powerful reminder. Paul is writing to Timothy, and I, I would say this, Paul had some reminders in his life. He knew something. Remember who Paul was before salvation? We talked about it a lot as we studied Acts here. Man, he was a terrorist on his way to hell, murdering Christians, yet God saved him and changed his life. Hey, we need to tell our kids that God still changes lives. We, we, nev we talk about never forget for 9-11, and I think we should never forget. But can I just say, say this tonight? We should never forget what God's done in our lives and his grace and his mercy and his love. And we need to remind our children of that often, that God, listen, the good things that we have, they are blessings from God. They are God's gift. They are grace from Listen, I, I talk about this way. Sometimes, like me, I'm a proud American. Is anybody else like that? But after a while, if we're not careful, we'll start thinking that the reason we're Americans is because of who we are. You know, the only reason we were born here and not somewhere else is because of God's sovereignty and God's grace. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Man, the only reason that you and I have a church where we can come and other churches we can go and the word of God is opened and we can do this freely is because of God's grace and because of God's sovereignty. It has nothing to do with who we are but everything to do with who he is. Our salvation, y'all listen to me, has nothing to do with who we are but who he is tonight. And we need to remind our families, oh he's been so good to us. Man, that's what I want to pass on to my daughter, to the next generation. Listen, I've had those nights where we've wept We've had those nights where we prayed. We've had those nights where we didn't know how we were going to pay the bills. We remember. We remember that. How we were going to put food on a table. Man, we remember those nights when we get a call about cancer in our family. Hey, I, I remember those moments where we stood by a casket of a loved one. I had to get up and preach. And there's tears that are cried in those questions that we have. Man, we stood by the bedside where friends of ours have lost babies. 
Man, we've been there before. Man, we, we've seen wrecked and ruined lives and we've wept with people before. And the one thing that I've learned over my short 42 years here is, listen, I can never forget that through the dark of the night and in the valley that God has always been faithful. He's always been the shoulder to cry on and to lean on. Hey, when nobody else would listen to you and nobody else hears or feels what's going on in your life, He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 7 says this, Cast all your care upon Him because He cares for you. And I just want to tell you tonight that God loves you and there's hope for you and God wants to use you in a great way. That's all I want to tell you tonight. Man, He's so good to us, isn't He? When I got to think about that a little bit this afternoon, there's times where I get disappointed. Anybody else? I get disappointed in a person. I get disappointed in myself sometimes. Y'all ever get like that? You know, there's one tonight that's never disappointed me. There's one that'll never disappoint your kids and we need to point our families Listen, don't miss this. Not to preacher. A lot of places point to preacher. Preacher will let you down. The arm of flesh will fail you. There's one sitting on the throne this tonight that will never let you down, will never fail you. We need to point our families to Jesus Christ. You know every one of you is a worship leader. You know that? You are the worship leader of your home. You need to embrace that position that God's given you. Dads, he's called you to lead your family. He's called you to teach them the word. He's called you to love them and invest in them. And maybe tonight, I know baby dedication service, but maybe tonight just in your mind and the quietness of your heart, you need to say, God, help me to be who you've called me to be in my home. God, help me to be the dad you've called me to be. God, help me to be the mom you've called me to be. Help me to be the spouse, the grandparent, the friend that you've called me to be. Head bows and eyes closed. Let's stand to our feet. Let's pray this through and think it through as Matt sings this song of invitation. If you need a place to pray, the altar is open.